Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Be You with Be You. Today's episode is from a keynote Brian gave at the Success Partners University event in 2020, where he shared four strategies for innovation. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can connect with Brian on social at Brian Undy. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Brian Underwood. It's a privilege and an honor to be speaking here uh, at SPU uh, and for the DSN and you know, for our industry in general. Um, I am one of the founders of Prove It. Uh, we started the company five years ago. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, uh, you know, and if you like me, you're watching this, you've had some level of success. And over the course of the last five years, we've been able to grow, we've been able to create a lot of value in the market. And a lot of people ask me, well, what's next? And I think that one of the things that is so important at any level, because I believe that people's definition of success is different um, depending on who you're talking to and at the time in which you're talking to them. And so what I want to talk about today is how do you innovate through success or how do you maintain a level of success to keep growing? And it's something that I've become obsessed, obsessed with, I've become passionate about really over the course of the last two decades, you know, from a personal level of success to also seeing people that have a lot of success and then they lose it. And they're unable to ever gain the level of success that they once had or they once achieved. And I've always asked myself, well, why is that? And if you like me, you believe that you can learn from the past. You know, the past doesn't have to equal the future. However, if we pay attention to the signs and the patterns of history and the people that go before us, I think that we can identify a lot of brilliance um, or a lot of gaps that uh, we don't have to, to fall into, right? A mentor of mine a long time ago told me, he said, hey, Brian, listen, if you want to walk through a minefield, you have to be willing to follow someone. And I think metaphorically that even means to all of the great companies that have come before us in history, um, you know, regardless of the industry. And one of them that uh, I can relate to that I think all of us can uh, is Nokia. I don't know if you can put yourself back into time back around 1997, 98, everyone was getting cell phones. And at the time, Nokia made literally half of the cell phones in the entire world. Uh, by 2007, they had 90% market share. They were the beast. They were huge. And think about it for a second. In 2007, where were we? That was the year before iPhone introduced the disruption that all of us probably carry in our pocket today, the iPhone, the new smartphone. Um, and the reason that I'm sharing this story is because I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned through seeing what happened with Nokia. Because when I heard this story, it blew me away that the year before Apple introduced the iPhone, Nokia spent literally 10 times as much money in research and development as Apple did. And Nokia had 90% market share. And then the introduction of the Apple iPhone happened. And within five years, Nokia went from 90% market share to 3% market share. So for me, I'm sitting here saying, what can we learn from that and how can we avoid those pitfalls if we are having success and a level of success? How do we stay on top? How do we continue to innovate? How do we continue to create a blue ocean environment for our companies, uh, for our communities, um, and for the marketplace? 
Um, you know, Nokia then introduced the following year what they called the iPhone killer, and it never got off the ground. And so fast forward the story, you don't really hear much of Nokia anymore. Uh, they were purchased and acquired uh, by um, Microsoft in 2000. I think it was 2013. Um, but my point to the story is there is an art of innovation. And I think what's important for all of us, whether we're executives at a company, whether we're top promoters or distributors, or whether we're owners of companies, is to realize what the art of innovation is. And I hear this word, I heard this a ton, um, you know, back 20 years ago when I first started learning about Silicon Valley companies and this word pivot. And I'd like to share with you kind of the definition or the mission that we live by with our company when it comes to innovation and the art of innovation. Because we believe that innovation is about continuing to drive value in the marketplace. And there's so many ways to drive value. We actually have a quote in our office and it says that if you want to innovate, right, and you want to stay an innovator, you want to stay a disruptor, then you have to not only manage the business that you're in, but more importantly, you have to manage the business that you're becoming. There's always two businesses that you're managing, the one that's in front of you and the one that you're becoming. And I think so many times people take their eyes off the business that they're becoming because complacency sets in, right? They become stagnant. And if you do this, then you never have to pivot. You'll always be innovating because you're always managing those two businesses. And so I wanna give you all and just a short period of time, four simple strategies that can allow you to always innovate and always stay within current credibility. And I think that that's a question that a lot of people are asking today. I know I'm consistently asking myself, how do we continue to bring more value? How do we continue to stay current credibility? And I'm going to give you those four simple strategies. Number one is something that I learned a long time ago through, through athletics. A basketball coach of mine, I played basketball through high school and college. And in college, uh, our coach would always say, listen, celebrate the victory. You know, you'd win, we'd win a big game and we'd all give each other high fives. And in the locker room, he would come in and he would say, celebrate the victory, get it all out of your system, but be ready to work harder tomorrow. Never embrace success. Never embrace success. And I think that if you take a look at sports, why is it so hard for a sports team to win back-to-back -back championships, Right because we lose our edge sometimes in the middle of success. We lose our resilience, we lose our hunger, right? Why is it so hard for the UFC, a champion to stay a champion beyond two fights? Because the level or the margin of error is so small because the competition is so steep, right? Meaning the competition is so close together that who gets that edge is the one that's able to not embrace success to stay a little bit hungry or work a little bit harder. Um, and so in business, I think it's it's about maintaining that beginner's mindset. Um, you know, I can tell you that I've been a, a passionate and a serial entrepreneur my whole life. And the most exhilarating times that I've had is in that startup phase. You all know what I'm talking about. You're just getting started with something. And man, the hopes and the dreams and what could be becomes a driving force in your gut. It keeps you up late, it wakes you up early. And sometimes along the path of success, when you start achieving success, I think that you lose that zest, that zeal for what could be. And I see a lot of people that they become, I call it the circle of insanity. They become so addicted to that startup feeling 
that they self-sabotage and they start over and over and over again. So how do we maintain a strategy to where we can develop something stable and long-term, but still maintain that level of innovation or current credibility or zeal? And I would say it's this, maintain a beginner's mindset, right? Is if you've had a level of success, there's always someone around the corner that's had more. And I think that this is super important for everyone that, that achieves a level of success is are you identifying your success based on your definition or someone else's? Who are you comparing yourself to? I would encourage you to do this. In order to keep a beginner's mindset, you have to reframe how you think about your success. And you reframe it by simply doing this. Is are you comparing yourself with someone that's inspiring you to do more, to be more, to accomplish more, to tap into resources that allow you to become more creative and more resourceful? Or are we comparing ourselves to other people or companies that make us feel better about ourselves and allow us to stick out our chest and start operating out of ego and complacency? See, there's no time to embrace success if you're constantly innovating. You know, if a company is doing $40 million a month, for a lot of people, they would say, that's my goal, that's my target, that's what I'm getting to, that's what I'm looking for. And the company that's 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 making 40 grand a month, and that's what they're generating, a, a $500 million a year company, if they are satisfied with that success, then they're embracing their own level of achievement that will be their downfall. However, if that company that's making a half a billion dollars or $40 million a month in income and revenues, they look at it and they say, yeah, we're just getting started because they're looking at companies that are doing 250, 280, $300 million a year or $300 million a month in income. Now, all of a sudden, it gives you perspective because at $40 million a month versus $300 a month, you're just getting started. You have a beginner's mindset. You're staying hungry. You're keeping that edge. So strategy number one is simply don't embrace success. Celebrate the victories along the way and always reframe who you're comparing yourself to. Make it an empowering, resourceful comparison rather than a comparison to cater to your own ego or allow you to stick out your chest. Uh, the second strategy would simply be um, there's no such thing as perfect. Perfect is not the goal, right? Uh, there's a saying, there's a book I read years ago and it said, don't mess good up for perfect. And the reason I'm saying perfect isn't the goal is I think so many people get caught up in such minute details, they forget to realize the big picture. And as you start becoming successful, at whatever level it is, there's going to be a weight to you winning. There's going to be a weight of success. We've all heard the song or the saying or the one-liner, more money, more problems, is, you know, as you start growing and expanding, you start bringing on more staff. I would be careful because as you bring on more staff, you could lose efficiency in the growth that you're doing. As you become more successful, you might think, okay, well, now I can spend more money to cover up, you know, the gaps. You know, that's what Nokia tried to do. Nokia tried to outspend their way to innovation. However, they weren't able to use money to create the resource that's needed in order to go to the next level, right? And so perfect cannot be the goal. Uh, there's no such thing as perfect. And you have to be willing to be good at something and evolve it, 
right? If you're expanding into, you know, foreign markets, you got to realize when you're expanding into those markets, you can't compare that new market to the market that you've been seasoned in for five, six, seven years. That's something that we as a company we're going through right now. In North America, we're five years old. However, in Europe, we're just getting started. So we have to maintain expectations internally and externally in Europe to realize that in Europe, we're just beginning. And we're going to have to go through our own set of growing pains and startup and, and understanding because the environment is different. The culture is different. We've learned a lot here, but that's a brand new market. And so just remember, give yourself the ability to realize that there's a weight of winning and you're not going to be perfect along the way. But here's a tool. It's very simple. When you feel the weight of winning and you're having success, there's two things you can do, right? You can either adjust your structure, develop more structure to carry the weight, or shift your strategy, right? But you have to be paying attention to what your end game is, what your goal is. And your goal should be where you're going, not where you're at. Number three, simple strategy is something that I think so many people get complacent and very, they start feeling safe in is don't find yourself in a box of safety, right? Be disruptive. And we've heard this term disruptive for years and years. But the disruptive I would like to encourage or challenge each and every one of you to do is create your own disruption internally. You know, um, if you take a look at Netflix, uh, I was having a conversation the other day with a few business partners and friends and and I was talking, we were talking about Netflix, and I remember when I first learned about Netflix, you know, I was a young entrepreneur. I was actually working with a company called Video Vending North America, and we were setting up video vending boxes uh, to distribute, kind of like Redbox today, to distribute uh, DVDs out in the marketplace. And Netflix was just crushing it because they went with a mail model. You paid a monthly fee. You got, you know, two or three DVDs. You could watch them, turn them back in, and they would send you two to three more. And it was, it was at the time, revolutionary. It was, it was super innovative. And this was right in the beginning, the turn of, you know, the 90s into 2000. And what's amazing about Netflix is they were doing something well. And a lot of companies do this. A lot of people do this. And what they were doing, though, is something so well that they were winning in the marketplace. And at the time of their height, the time that they were winning, they made a decision, a key decision that, that brought us to where Netflix is today, is they weren't afraid to break what was working. And I've heard this a lot of times where people say, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Well, it depends on what your goal is, right? If your goal is to constantly innovate and stay current and to continue to grow, especially in today's marketplace, because in today's marketplace with technology, the environment, even to environment today with COVID and everything taking place, business is shifting, environments are shifting quicker than ever before. What was relevant eight months ago might not be relevant today. So the key fundamentals should stay in place, but you should always be looking to create your own disruption to get more value in the marketplace. So even if something's working, don't be afraid to break it. The great ones, the people that literally today we remember that are icons, they are unicorns in the marketplace. Unicorns are ones that can not only get the lift, but they can stand the test of time. They can create longevity. 
they're willing to break what's working. Apple's a prime example. Apple was the inventor of the iPod and it was the best device ever, right? Well, they were willing to break the iPod and cannibalize it for the iPhone. And the iPhone is what took Apple to brand new heights to this day. And so just remember, consistently create your own disruption. That is strategy number three, create your own disruption. And then finally, number four is what I would call the one button rule. And the one button rule, I think, is something um, from a leadership perspective, from an ownership perspective, from a managerial perspective, all of us have to operate by. And it's something that Steve Jobs was brilliant at. You know, so the one button rule comes from Steve Jobs as he was evolving and innovating the Apple iPhone, is you have to be willing to put constraints to create your own innovation, to create new value. And what do I mean by constraints? Well, when Steve Jobs wanted the iPhone, he came in and he, he did one thing. He did not micromanage. He didn't try to be involved in every conversation in the creative process. He said, we want to innovate with a smartphone with one button, not two buttons, not five buttons, not seven buttons. His constraint was one button. I don't care how you do it. That's the outcome. And then he applied pressure. We have nine months to do it. That's it. See, I think so many times people are trying to make perfect instead of good. They don't put constraints on their team to put pressure. Pressure makes diamonds, right? Is you have to be willing to push to create innovation because we all have unbelievable resources. However, if we get satisfied with success, if we think we can just go buy research and development, the iPhone came because of the constraints, the one button rule he was willing to put on his team, but having enough trust in their ability to collaborate to come up with the ultimate solution. So you have to trust in your, your team. That's the one button rule. Operate with constraints and faith. Faith is being certain of what you hope for. Putting faith that you have the ability to come up with it. You're not going to come up with the right solutions unless you put your back against the wall, unless you have the right self-imposing constraints to allow you to tap into that resource that I think so many people lose along the way, right? And that's the ultimate resource that's within us. And so remember, those are the four simple strategies. If you wanna maintain current credibility, if you want to constantly innovate, don't embrace success, right? Don't always look for perfect. Create your own disruption. And remember the one button rule. I, in closing, I'll, I'll share with you guys this, is that, you know, I'll tell you the cure and what that number one resource is in each and every one of us to maintain a level of success and continuing to grow into it. Um, and, you know, in closing, though, I, I read an uh, article, I think it was in Harvest, Harvard Business Review, a little while ago, right before we were starting Prove It. And it was just talking about companies that break away from the field. Like how do companies become these outlier companies? And it was talking about disruption. And one of the things it was talking about was like disruptive products or disruptive products, what creates you know, these disruptive companies? And sometimes, yes, it's timing to market. It's, it's the right, right product at the right time. However, it also said that a lot of those companies become very stifled and they never create longevity. They become stifled because they're constantly always looking for the next big thing because the foundation of what they were rooted in 
wasn't based on their own value system or their own structure or their own foundation. The value of their success was based on a gimmick or a widget or what people might call a trend. I would encourage you to stay away from trends, right? Because the solution came when I read a book called Think Bigger. I'd encourage any of you to get it. But the solution is about becoming a category king. See, the solution isn't about finding the next big thing. The solution is about for you to create your own category and to create a company within that category that can have its own community supporting what it is that you're doing, your values, your mission statement. And, you know, when I read this book, Think Bigger, and it was talking about category kings, it was, yes, you have to have the product, but the product was only one element of it, right? You had to create a brand new category. So you weren't just bloodying up an ocean, you were seeking out blue oceans, creating a new category, a product within it, but a community that could help it stand the test of time because a community sticks not with the product, but they stick with the company that's giving them the most value, right? And so it was an amazing book. And one of the things in the book that it always talked about was don't go searching for that next big thing. Instead of double down on what you're great at. Whatever it is that you're great at, double down on it. And then build an ecosystem and a community around it. Your innovation can come within that ecosystem. Because innovation... Again, the art of innovation is bringing value to more people, to your customers, to your community, to your sales reps, to your employees. And so in closing, you know, everybody wants to be a unicorn. Everybody wants to have this incredible lift, but unicorns are those that never stop innovating. They're able to create stability and longevity because they're able to create more value in more people. And the ultimate cure for this is hunger. And what I mean by that is this. In order to create that more value, you cannot fall into the complacency that success creates. If you're successful at any level, you cannot fall into complacency. Complacency is the killer of everything that gives you the edge to be great, to be outstanding, to be a unicorn. And so in order to, to create or to have a cure for that complacency, you have to stay hungry. The companies that have been able to do it the best for the longest, the people that have been able to do it best for the longest, they've used these four strategies of never embracing success, never focusing on perfect, always being disruptive, and putting constraints on themselves to innovate more, to grow more. They're able to stay hungry through the success and through the process and they never, never embrace complacency. So remember the cure to complacency is hunger. My challenge to each and every one of you, regardless of where you're at, every single one of you are already successful. Build on that success using these four strategies. And remember, don't fall into the pitfall of complacency, just stay hungry. So with that being said, I would say this to each and every one of you is remember this is all a process. Have fun and wherever you're at, I think that it's important for us to honor each and every company, each and every person uh, that is going for their own goals, their own dreams. And, you know, even if you think you're doing everything right, um, you know, sometimes have the courage uh, to mix it up a little bit. And um, with that being said, something we say internally is uh, whatever your it is, whatever your goal is, whatever your dreams are, I encourage you to go for it. Um, go prove it each and every day 
uh, be in the pursuit of your goals and inspire other people to be in pursuit of theirs. So I appreciate you guys. Talk to you guys soon. Hopefully everybody's staying safe and uh, getting ready for a big, big, incredible 2021. See you guys later.